This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. This is the way. As the Mandalorian delivers on his bounties, the trio of Sean, Mike, and Damien deliver on their analysis, in-depth dialogue, and opinionated ideas as the team bands together to break down all that is Disney Plus's The Mandalorian Season 2. This is We Have Spoken. Chapter 14, The Tragedy, we have spoken. The boys are back. We're here with Mike. We're here with Damien. We're here with Sean, host of Star Wars by the MRC Tech. We're excited to be back with you. We've got our listenership continues to rise. We're so grateful for you to continue welcoming us into your headspace. Uh, We were just talking about it, how funny last week's episode was and we can't guarantee the comedic genius every week but we can say that damien will probably be funnier than mike and sean at any time during any part of the day this podcast is sponsored by the apple pro max over the ear headphones for only 550 dollars you can buy a basic set of headphones and not a next gen console just remember that when you go out and wait in those lines for those. That's the real tragedy of today's story is Apple's Pro Max over-the-ear headphones. If you're not aware of the Red 5 Network, make sure you go over to red5network.com and make sure you follow and listen and do all the things. And I don't really push our podcast too much when it comes to, like, reviewing us. But if you have a kind soul, and it is the holiday season, if you want to head on over to... Apple Podcasts or even Google Play, if anybody knows what Google Play is, and just leave a leave a review, one star, two star, three star, five stars prefer, preferred. But uh, just the, the the way it works, the algorithm doesn't see your show unless you have ratings. The more ratings, the the, the higher you are in the search bar. It, I would really appreciate it. We would really appreciate it. And in fact, if you listen to the show reach out to us like we don't we see these numbers and it's like yeah we get x amount of plays we're three of them so minus three on all times but we don't really know who listens except for a select few who really reach out so if you ever wanted to reach out just say hi you can you can reach out to us on instagram at the mrc tech uh i'm happy to pass along the messages and just saying like let's let's connect and we want to connect with some people and we have some some outsiders coming in today so hopefully you'll be able to uh, meet some new people as we uh, get to our one-sentence summary. But as we usually do in our episodes for the We Have Spoken segments, we're going to start with a new thing, and I'm going to pull the predictions from last week so we can start off with foolishness. Then we will go into our highlights, we'll slap into our lowlights, we'll fly into our noticements, we'll laser down into our lines, and then we will end very uh, both happy and sad with our one sentence summaries as our episode comes to a close we'll try to predict out the final two episodes and it's going to be minty 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 gents are you ready locked and loaded okay here is our predictions from last week 
we'll have to figure that out later. But future predictions. Here we go. So Mando is still being tracked. We talked about this. So will they catch up with him? Probably. Will he abandon the Razor Crest for a different ship? Maybe. But I think that Moff Gideon kidnaps Grogu in the next episode. Episode 6, Chapter 14. And then Chapter 15 and 16 will be a two-part finale. Ooh. Hmm. Sort of brings in what we've been talking about and gives us a heavy three-episode arc to finish us off. Bada boom. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, last week that's kind of what I, I thought this episode was going to be the space chase where yeah. Yeah. eventually they there is a battle i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna okay. double down on that for the next episode write it down i this time. think there is going to be an awesome battle with the beskar steel spear and the dark saber i think there's going to be an awesome oh, battle you're right that would work yes so I think there's going to be an awesome battle there. I think I think you're also right where there's going to be a two-part uh, finale where Grogu gets taken by Moff and then they eventually get him back. Uh, the finale is going to the end scene of the finale, which I've changed now thirty times in <laughs> you know, six weeks, is going to be Grogu sitting on the stone. And we're going to get a glimpse of the Jedi who reaches out to him. <gasps> and here's the stretch for that. Mace Windu. Yeah! Yes! Yes! Very good. I'm writing all this down now. Now I've got to keep notes. Thanks. All right. You're welcome. Damien, you got to follow that up so I don't know how you're going to do it. <sighs> so um, kind of similar to what Mike said. So I think I, I feel like that um, Mando might give Bo-Katan the best car armor because he knows that that's her best bet. Like maybe her armor gets trashed or he's like, this is the finest best car, gives her the spear. And then Mando takes Boba's armor Ooh. at some point. Um, but also my prediction was that we will get Mace Windu. I don't know. I mean, it could be a Force ghost. They didn't really say it had to be a, an alive Jedi, right? It's alive. It has to be. No, it so, could be a Force ghost. It could be, yo, a Qui-Gon could, appearance would be wild. Yes. Like, you could have, because it's it, there's so many possibilities, especially if you factor in Force ghosts. But like with Mace, the reason why I thought it's very plausible for him to be back, number one, obviously like him and Mickey Mouse are BFFs with everything Avengers. True, true, um, true. And you did not see a body. And if you don't see a body, they might be alive. Come so on. I know he got, you know, struck with force lightning and thrown out of a window. He's but fine. Capital One, survive. come on now. He's got this. Balls. Yeah, he's fine. Here he got he got dusted and he came back to life. He's good. But uh, yeah, I think Mace Windu. That's like my my hot take pick for who the child could possibly see because it would just be insane. Um, I, it's gonna have to be some kind of jaw jaw dropping Jedi that we see though. I don't think it's gonna be somebody like as much as it would be cool to see Luke 
maybe like Sebastian Stan Ooh. as Luke Sky, young Luke Skywalker, I'm picking Mace. Uh, listen, I don't have to do math to realize that we were two, one for three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start off by saying, um, so Sean, what is uh, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau's phone numbers? Because clearly you're in cahoots here. Unbelievable. Because you completely called. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just one of those, for me, I just go, all right, like, how are they? Now, I think a lot of people expected the seventh episode of season two to be the kidnapping right yeah. and i'm thinking well what a what a nice way to set up a two-parter a double cliffhanger so to speak and that's kind of where my inspiration for that prediction came from uh and, and we're right on it and uh not not one of us would have predicted slave one or boba fett coming back so mm -hmm. but we're gonna no. get into it we're gonna get into it that was our predictions from last week we have new predictions coming in at the end of the episode hopefully that was an interesting you know a reminder almost like our own mandalorian recap right, i gonna... doubled down you doubled down you lost everything you lost everything. I... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's happening Triple down. We're gonna just we're gonna like, just like uh, it was once famously said to John Favreau, you gotta double down. Yeah. <laughs> this was the opposite of your bachelor party, Sean, when Ooh, I put my last three hundred dollars on black and I won it. Sometime, this is the opposite of that. Yeah, and if we can't walk away now, we're too deep into the game. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna trudge on through That's and, all I'm saying uh, about the bachelor party. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to let you know, in this special podcast, I have special sounders ready when these particular things come up. So, and they're they're lengthy-ish; they're about ninety-ish seconds long and max. So, be ready for them, gentlemen. <laughs> it's because they're coming at you. And usually, I do this in post, but I thought to myself, why not change up the way I edit on the fly? Wouldn't that be fun? That way, we can get your live reaction instead of. Uh, me not ever being able to hear you hear what I want to put into the episode a little bit later. Um, listen, we've got our highlights. I've got I've got three. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with my my number three, and I loved seeing what I would call version one of a first order transport. Another connection to the sequel trilogy, a sequel trilogy in which until recently I've held very dear in my heart because it was like the the new beginning of Star Wars Disney canon and really terrible cleanup at the end but that first scene the very first scene in Force Awakens we get is the village the warning the gongs the magistrate you know the everything's you know the 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 villagers they're preparing they know what's about to go down but they weren't ready for these transports to come and have an overwhelming amount of stormtroopers come at them. And within a matter of minutes, the whole village was seized up. Now, that's the vibes I'm getting from... Now, obviously, we have Fennec and, and our friend that we'll talk about later, you know, which is just OP times five. But that second First Order transport coming down really turned the tide and... I think our friends were starting to get out of options at that point because they were literally overwhelming them. And if our if our friend what didn't show up, they would have been defeated. So I loved the first order transport vibes. I love that, you know, they just brought it in and like I don't even know the connection. Like 
we're we're more than fifteen years away ish from that, which is now pointing for me is Thrawn involved with the military effort of the First Order? If the machines look the same, it's just building up my head cannon even more, and I love it. I love it. I love that they're showing love for the sequel trilogy. And there's another little connection to the sequel trilogy that I will bring up in the noticements. Ooh. Let me pass it on to, to Mr. Mike for his highlight. One of his highlights. Well, I think we all have the same number one, similar to last week. Correct. But 1A for me. Oh, my girl. I love her. Fennec. Ooh. (laughs) She... Is just does not miss. She is cool. She's calm, collected, diving backwards and shooting stormtroopers. And it's like you really didn't get to see that side of her in the gunslinger. You just saw mm-hmm. her like shooting from a distance. Mm-hmm. She yep. is a badass. Mm. And I loved every single minute of it. Correct. <laughs> and might I add, she is an absolute babe for being almost sixty. Yep. Also <laughs> correct. Dude, I, I agree. That's one of mine too. I mean Robo abs, the like the sharpshooting skills, just everything that she did was crazy in this episode. And it was cool because she really I feel like as an actress, she got to really explore the character more mm-hmm. in this episode versus gunslinger so um it was kind of neat seeing her back and also in more of like the good guy role which was neat tangent question that just popped into my head Mm -hmm. so let's go with uh ming na characters who wins fennec mulan or chun li Ooh, uh the correct answer is agent may (laughs) from agents of shield Shield? (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> Ooh. Fennec. Fennec right I mean, you now with Fennec. Yeah, Fennec, has the be. blaster like you know the guns alone like yeah give me Fennec. from a distance boom see ya and, like, and, i don't care how many swords you have you're you're yeah. donezo and one thing i noticed is uh when she's speaking to her friend that we'll talk to in, in just a moment they speak to each other like they're equals even though he saved her life she's given him orders from radio saying you know stand down and he's like affirmative you know and Mm -hmm. he's like copy you know so they're they're really working in tangent and they had this this i'm going to talk to it well i'll talk to it later but like they had this like intercommunication so it feels like they've been working together for a while yeah they're more of a team than rather like a superior subordinate yeah agreed agreed with that yeah fennec fennec is a a great one um i want more fennec Exactly, exactly. Now, Damien, that was, I know Fennec was one of yours. Do you, outside of our number one, you should have a, another one, right? Yeah, so yeah, outside my number one, which I'm assuming is everyone's number yeah. one, um, I just really like the despair of the episode. Oh. Um, they, the title automatically set your expectations for not a good ending for the episode. And uh, just seeing the Dark Troopers fly away with Grogu. Mando not being able to do anything, Boba just being like the Empire and the back. Just that that whole hopelessness, Empire yeah. strikes back kind of feeling. 
but with a little glimmer of hope still yeah. hanging on, okay. that was definitely one of my highlights because we've, uh, you know, we always talk about stakes. Yeah. And, you know, we've had some one-off episodes that didn't have stakes. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they might get eaten by a spider, but we know that's not really going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Now, Grogu is in the hands of exactly who wants him. And we're just kind of wondering, like, what's going to happen? Is yeah. this going to end good or is it going to end bad? So. Yeah. Just kind of the overall despair mood of the episode, how it ended was a highlight for me because I think that was sorely needed. Yeah, I totally agree. And I will piggyback off of my number two is despair. It is tragedy. It is the razor crest being Dunzo Bunzo. And that, that listen, we we all knew that baby Grogu was going to get kidnapped. Baby Grogu, baby, baby Grogu. If you haven't listened to that song yet, you're ridiculous. I'm going to have a little clip of it at the end of this day. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just built the Razor Crest, right? We saw the trailer and it's all beat up and we're like, yeah, it's probably not going to... Sur- I mean, we talked, actually, we talked to how the Razor Crest is probably not going to survive this season. I just did not expect it where it happened in the episode. After driving the second platoon of troopers back and the trooper jumps, that's the best jump I've ever seen someone do, Onto the transports, totally CGI. Doesn't matter. Uh, it happens. Like everybody's like, "Yes, we have a minute to breathe." Just kidding. There's a large sound in the air, and it goes from there. So here's how we can ex- before we get to our number one. Here's the best way I can explain how this episode really turned out, and it's in just a few clips. Come on. Thank Farrick. <laughs> Hey, no, I'm not mad at you. You did good. I just... When the nice lady said you had training, I just... You're very special, kid. We're gonna find that place you belong, and they're gonna take real good care of you. This is Tython. That's where we're gonna try and find you a Jedi. But you have to agree to go with them if they want you to. Understand? Plus, I can't train you. You're too powerful. Don't you want to learn more of that Jedi stuff? I agreed to take you back to your own kind, so that's what I need to do. You understand, right? And that's all great and good. And then we get the title of the tragedy. And then this is what it sounds like in my head. And the complete despair on Mando's helmet. Internal sadness. Maybe this is why Pedro Pascal wanted to do more scenes without the helmet. <laughs> you could hear the infliction in his voice like every line he delivers is very like paternal i don't want to let you go but i know i have to let you go yeah so like i mean 
yeah, it's just yeah. listening back to that. That was the most, I think, important dank ferric that we've had yeah. so far. Yes. By far. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Because it was just kind of like a crap, like you yeah. can still do this. Okay, great. We yeah. have to figure out what we're going to do with you. Yeah. And and that just, I've never been, I mean, we, we, we kind of, uh, 29 minutes and we're like, all right, like, this can go one or two ways. It could be a filler episode or, or it could be good, I guess. And I know, I remember, I mean, we were ready, we were geared up and we started it. We, we were all synced up for the first time in a couple weeks and <laughs> we just, I, I think I took screenshots and I just see, damn, oh my God, damn, 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 damn. <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's just words coming out on, on through the text thread and it was just so funny just to see that. But hey, listen, we we were pleasantly surprised to see sure. this character after surviving the Sarlacc pit. We have Weequay, Boba Fett. for the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett is back, baby! 25 years in the making. 40. Two, no, less than 40 years since his pitiful, pitiful performance at Jabba's palace on the, the dunes of Carcoon, I think it was. <laughs> and gets hit by a blind Han Solo his jetpack goes off. He's got no control. Did not have training in the Rising Phoenix protocol. Slams into the side and immediately gets gobbled up into the mouth of the Sarlacc. Yet, because we didn't see a body, people had hope that he survived. And when we talked about Chapter 9 with Cobb Vanth, and I told you the story of how he found green armor, although it wasn't confirmed at the time, then confirmed in Chapter 9. Then, at the end of Chapter 9, we have our what we presume to be Boba. He's back, baby. I need to hear all about it. I need to hear the lore. I need to hear your thoughts. I've got my thoughts. Let's start with... 
I know Damien, you're a big, big fan of the Boba Fett, and I need to hear you gush about him right now. I love the uh, the bubble tea, or sorry, Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> he, I mean, holy crap, man! I, I just my theory is it was a decoy Boba Fett, and he's just been in hiding this whole time. Um, mm. I'm just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> I want the story of how he survived the Sarlacc. Mm, you yes. saw the scars. It was awesome. And you just got this like grizzled, yeah. worn down guy from years of bounty hunting and just kind of, you know, trying to exist through the galaxy and just live his own life and make his own means. And everything you saw was awesome. I love the dad bod. I am here for it. We had fat Thor. Now we have dad bod Boba and I love it. Um, the knee rockets, amazing. The gaffy stick, sick. I love when he smacked the stormtrooper and he bounced from one rock onto the other. Double done. It was nuts. Like he just and he was smashing helmets left and right. The rocket firing was super cool. Um, I I honestly think that you know fans have built up Boba for mm. so long mm. in Star Wars lore and just in terms of. You know, we had kind of the same feelings with Phasma. We thought she was going to be a super badass. And she did have some moments, but it was just kind of meh. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> but maybe in 25 years, we get we get our redemption story for her uh, down the road. But, I mean, this was super satisfying for anybody who likes Boba Fett, which why wouldn't you? So, for me, this was just a really, really cool episode and um, a good welcome back for Boba. Yeah. I can't say that I was, like, on the Boba train. You know what I mean? I wasn't, like, oh, he's my favorite character or whatever. You know, he was just, like, oh, yeah. that really the Mandalorian. I don't even think he had a name, right, until somebody named him post-Return of the Jedi? Or when Han says his name. Like, we didn't know his name in Empire Strikes Back, I don't believe. You know, I, I think I think that was lore or something like that. And he was written into stories. He was in games. You know, the only way you could play him, I think you battled Slave 1 and... Uh, in the N64 game Shadows of the Empire, right? That was a difficult <laughs> battle from what I remember. Um, but we, we only had the ancillary material. He was never in the main episodics. And what a great opportunity for them. Again, if this wasn't a backdoor pilot for the Boba series, I don't know what is. People want it. People need it. I need to see Plastoid all over the place. The Gaffy stick, which if I don't know if you noticed the design of it, uh, I think he had a little bit of uh, uh, inspiration because it was very Samoan uh, of a classic tool. Um, yeah, I saw it on Twitter again. I go to Twitter, I see no sources, and I just bring it to the podcast. So if this was your tweet, tweet, then I liked it probably. Um, so that was that was great. That weapon is ridiculous. His facial, his just facial anger. He's so angry at the Empire right now. He's so pissed at them. And these stormtroopers didn't have a chance, didn't just had no chances, no chances he, with this dude. Speaking of anger, he did not open his mouth at all. He spoke through his teeth the entire yeah. time. Mm -hmm. That's how angry he is. Let's have a chat. Chat. <laughs> My allegiance is to no man. <laughs> oh my God, the lines. We're gonna get. We're gonna get to the lines later because every single one of his lines were gold, and people were drooling over his lines because i know i was i'll tell you that right now yeah, still michael, drooling michael you're you're boba fett give me it all to like the gaffy stick he's destroying people with a gardening tool <laughs> it looks like a gardening tool and he's just smashing 
stormtrooper helmets, and it's fantastic. I like. I'm looking at my notes, and literally everything that Damien said is what I wrote yeah. down. The double doink with the trooper off the rocks. <laughs> double, yes. <laughs> Which is very near and dear to us in the uh, Philadelphia region. Correct. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> even, yeah. even more interesting is the backstory. We yeah. have confirmation yes. now. Yes. Django was Mandalorian. Yes. Was Mandalorian. Yes. This is fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Somebody translated that. Some kind soul translated the chain code. And I, I wrote that chain code down, and it basically says chain code 25 years. Gives us a number. I enjoyed that. Uh, Boba to Django as a foundling. That's what he says in the chain code. He was a foundling of a person called Jast, J-A-S-T, who apparently has been in Legends stories. So that's a good thing. They're all Again, they're bringing back in some EU stuff which is wonderful. I know nothing of Jast. I think it was Josta or something like that. Uh, I would need a Mandalorian expert on the pod to really explain that. But that that was a... And actually, I'm so happy that happened because it's not just like, oh, he's back. Let's just deal with it, like they did with Palpatine, by the way. Uh, there was a story to it. Yeah. There was a story. 100%. Yeah. Um, I wrote down, Boba is back and he is vicious. Dum dum da dum dum. I wrote I wrote music. I wrote the dumbs the dumbs down because I was so excited. Ludwig hit a home run with his theme. I can't wait for it to come out on Spotify. I want li- to. It's not there. It's not there yet. I want to listen to it while I do laundry so I can be angry at everybody. <laughs> dum dum to fold this. I'm gonna fold <laughs> this too. <laughs> I was literally like. Yesterday, I was doing a little workout in my basement, and uh, I was like, what do I want to listen to? The Boba theme from Mandalorian. <laughs> it's not there on Spotify It's yet. not there yet, but one day it will be there. I I, I just, everything, oh my gosh, everything about it. There, again, the communication with between him and Fennec, the flying in on Slave 1, and we were like, holy, holy moly, holy moly. Him coming out in his 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 cow with his scowl (laughs) 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 and and everything about it was great. (laughs) Then like we knew it was happening. He, he gets through his first wave. You get the peak at the razor for the conversations between him and Mando. I want my armor back. You're going to have to peel that, you know, and then he goes through the story and whatever. And let's have a little chat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And they have like, you know, and I thought, listen, it, he wasn't aggressive. He just was like, listen, I will promise you safety in exchange for the armor. I think that's fair. And I was like, actually, that is fair. If I had to, if I had to put it on scale, I think that's a pretty fair thing. Mandalorian, you know, didn't just not know this person. He doesn't, you know, he's been secluded from the guy. Ga- We've figured this out that he, he probably has no idea who Boba Fett is. Got zero clues. There's no legend to Din Djarin right now of who Boba Fett is. The a legendary Mandalorian Din has been secluded. He had no idea who the Jedi were. There's no way he knows who Boba Fett is. So that makes sense to me. Uh, and then, you know, common enemy theme. Hey, we got a common enemy. Let's all team up and tag up and all that good stuff. And just like he looks at that Razor Crest and we're like, he going to get it. He coming <laughs> back. He going to get it. He going to come back. Gonna come. And, he, and boy, howdy, does he come back. And that's where that clip starts off. And he throws those charges and stomping the ground just bang 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 
bang, you're dead too. Here's my knees. I'm going to shoot from my elbow now. I'm going to shoot from a wrist. I'm going to shoot from a helmet. You don't even know where I'm going to shoot you from. I like that he hit the charge and it just exploded because that's what you do in Time Crisis. You know, when I played Time Crisis in the arcade, you didn't shoot at anybody. You shot for red barrels. Come on, be smart. Why am I going to waste my bullets? I'm going to hit that little (laughs) charge box. Bang! Now I hit five of them. Right? It was... it, and then the direction of it, Robert Rodriguez, I think, the direction of it was like wicked fast. It was slick as heck. The whole action, every single piece of action slapped together so nicely. And from what I understand, it, 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 that's a representation of his directing style. I have never, I don't know if I've seen anything that he's, that Sin he's City. done. I saw a little Nobody, bit of that. I got that. Yeah, long time. Okay. Yeah, long time. That's, that's where I recognize the name from. Did you say Spy Kids? <laughs> spy, kids. <laughs> spy Kids. Yeah, of course. Heavy action in Spy Kids. That's Shark awesome. Boy and he, Lava Girl? There you go. Yeah. He His, you know, repertoire is very all over the place. Yeah. Like, when you're doing Spy well, Kids and then Machete and Sin City. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> this this little shorty episode, Favreau was like, hey, listen, I can I really only have, like, a short episode for you. I bet you it was well, a longer episode, he, and he shortened he it. Was, yeah. He was a last-minute replacement, actually. Oh, wow. Talk to me. Robert, What's the story? Um, so from what I read, Robert the original director was – we don't know who it was, okay. but somebody either dropped out Scandal. or quit. Or, <laughs> yeah, I, there's, there's, nothing, there's no rumors to whether it was a dropout yeah. to other, other projects or if Favreau was like, I don't like the direction you're going, but um, – Rodriguez is boys with Favreau and apparently Favreau called him and said hey I need somebody to direct this episode somebody dropped out or we had to get rid of somebody and Rodriguez was like yeah I'll come he literally said from the uh, from the I think it was from I forget where I read the article but article.com according to article.com article.com Robert (laughs) Rodriguez.net um (laughs) He, <laughs> he, was, he said to Favreau, he's like, I'd love to come play in Star Wars World. Duh. It's a, it's <laughs> Who wouldn't? And guess what? He's a legend now. He's now responsible for, for bringing back a character that was, was lost. And uh, one of the, I'm, I'll say a line now just to kind of, and does anybody have any Boba, more, more Boba to talk about? Because we're going to mention him from certainly in our, in our noticements and whatever. But does anybody have any to gush? I, I have another. I have yeah. another really quick Robert Rodriguez thing. Please give it Think to about us. A last-minute replacement director is in charge of bringing Boba Fett back into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah. And he knocked it right out of the park. He knocked it Insane. out of the scene. Yeah. And I wonder if they just read fan letters and was like, "I guess he's going to be like this." You know, like there's, there's mm-hmm. no, he's a legendary character. Mm-hmm. If if you lined up helmets, you would know that's Boba Fett. Yeah, there's there's oh, no yeah. no denying it, right? And I think this line, just to end our little Boba Fett segment, our, our love letter, uh, this line is he says it, and it just says, "I appreciate its return," and I think that was the entire fandom. I appreciate. Boba's return to this oh, yeah. universe, and it's hundred percent, and it's a wonderful thing. It's certainly now. I'm wondering, was Slave One at the end of Rise of Skywalker within all the ships? I want to say yes. 
That's what I'm going to say. Old man. We saw ghosts. That was the big one. Yeah. Old that man. That was the big boom. one that a lot of people man, pointed out. Um, in the book, some rebel ships were there as well. And, uh, or uh, Resistance. Resistance Reborn or whatever that stupid Star Wars Resistance animated show was. Not worth the watch. Don't even bother. It's boring. Um, <laughs> and that has been my gripe for the evening. Hey, Mike Cassini had some hits the entire episode. Fair. Very fair. Obviously, every Boba, guns slash rockets on his knee guards, his bow staff ass-kicking skills, slave one. Finally, it's definitive. Django was a true Mandalorian. And then we have uh, some things we haven't mentioned yet, but he does say about Robert Rodriguez's directing... Action was reminiscent of scene from his movies, in particular from Dusk Till Dawn. Hmm. I forgot he did that. Too. So we'll have to check that out in a moment. And I will bring up uh, the other uh, other Mike's points a little bit later, just because they weren't mentioned just yet. I will throw them at the bottom of the noticements, because I think that is an important thing to do. Um, episode, episode was fire. Just straight up fire. Boba was fire. But sometimes you got to smolder the fire, everybody. Sometimes <laughs> sunshine goes away, and the rain comes, and you can't go outside and play. And this episode, I've got gripes. I've got issues. I've got lows. Michael, lead us off. Tell us. I, I really need sad music on my board, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so... You'll be surprised. I have very minimal lowlights. Ooh! <gasps> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, I... My last... There's three lowlights I have, and one kind of leads into a noticement. So I'll save that okay. for when we're about to go into noticements. But I introduced this last week, and I have another one this week. The high-low light. I didn't like the unceremonious destruction of the crest. Ooh, just out of nowhere. Wait a second. What's so upsetting about it was it took time. Because you're like, red laser beam. Where does that appear to be going? Doot, 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 doot. Oh no, it's all gone. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, you know, it was unceremonious to me where it's just like, oh, red laser out of the sky, destroying this <laughs> iconic ship. Well, iconic for a season and a half. Sure. But en uh, iconic enough to have them make a Lego set for it. <laughs> <laughs> iconic so enough to have them make a $350. Haslab backed project, crowdfund project. Yeah. So once I like originally saw, I was like, wow, that's kind of like a terrible way to go out for mm -hmm. the crest. But then I started to think about it and like, well, any other way it would go out, what's Mando going to, is there an escape pod on it? Is he going to get out? Like you can't have them destroy the ship with Mando in yeah. it. So, in, yeah. hind in hindsight, probably the yeah. right way to do it. Then, yeah. and another, but, yeah, another part to that is that's a strategy from the Moff. Like 
He's not going to mm-hmm. be able to follow us if he doesn't have mm-hmm. a ship. And now that's their exactly. uh, they're under, unassuming that Slave One's there. Yeah. Even though they have a big ship and like like satellites and stuff, and unless he was cloaked, I'm imagining that his transponder was beaming. Anyway, but no, you're right. I mean, I know I was I, since I anticipated Grogu being stolen. This was my tragedy, for sure. Yes. And what else is a tragedy? And I mentioned it in our chat. His disintegration gun is Dunzo. It's gone. Yep. <laughs> it's there's, it doesn't exist anymore. He did not bring it out of his his gun case, which is one, two, three, four. Enter, and he might not have an escape pod, but we know he has an escape potty. That is no more. He does no, no more. more. And Sorry, Mithril. Sorry, Mithril. You're not going to be able to. What do you say? Evacuate. Evacuate after the solstice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm Which so we can talk sad to the for the Razor about Crest. When he comes on the show. I'm so sad for the Ra- I'm so sad for the Razor Crest. I'm so. so I want to make I a diorama. Yeah, go ahead. Um, just real quick. So, Mike, you were saying like there might not be an escape pod. So, what's weird enough with the and this is toy related, super geeky. I mean, we're talking Star Wars, but whatever. Um, so, in the Haslab Razor Crest, one of the unlock tiers, like if it reached three thousand people that bought it was an actual escape pod that was <laughs> in the top of the crest. So I don't know if he's going to get another version of the Razor Crest at some point, but Curious. there was an escape pod, but I feel like that was kind of just a throw-in. Um, or maybe it's going to play a bigger role if he gets a similar ship down the road, but I, I do agree that I think that they're really that was the only way for it to go was just out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and we... We talked about it. We just weren't ready for it. I wasn't ready. It just got fixed up in two minutes, and it got destroyed in two seconds. And it's just, I'm, I'm a sad boy today when it comes to the tragedy. Um, Mike, any other gripes? Uh, just a, I mean, I know stormtroopers are dumb, <laughs> but <laughs> when, in, you know, the Indiana Jones boulder scene. So stupid. And he's trying to blast the boulder instead of moving three feet to the right. And he had plenty of time. (laughs) You know what it reminded me of? Austin Powers. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No! Move out of the way! Oh man! And Rest in peace to that guy. I am, I am laughing at that part. I hate it. I I loved it. I also hated it so yeah. much. And my last one, I'll get to before we uh, get to noticements, unless somebody else says it, and I'll just jump all over it. Fair. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. So my I'll, Dame, you'll go last, just because I, I'll jump in. I like to switch up the order, just because it's fun. Works uh, for me. Keep us guessing. Mando. <laughs> Not learning his lesson zero times when attempting to remove uh, Grogu from Force Field. Boom! How'd I do that? Uh, this is what it sounded like. Which sounds deviously close to the Razor Crest blowing up. Uh, I loved that sound effect so much because it's like the perfect like deflection explosion sound. But I'm like, all right, first one, shame on shame on you for being in the force. Second one, shame on me because I was just really excited to get you out of the force. 
third one, dude, what are you doing? You're smarter than this. I need I need brain cells to start kicking in and going, you're not getting him out of He can't hear you. I like that the sound editing was as if we were Grogu and we couldn't quite hear Mando. It was like, you know, echoey like an aquarium. I thought that was cool. But Mando, put your sentimented, sentimentality aside for just a minute and protect the man. Okay, you stay here. Of course he's going to stay there. He's in the middle of something. Come on, man. Come on, Mando. What are you doing? <laughs> um, uh, I think after the, after he wakes up from his second time being knocked out, Mando and Fennec team up. In yes. the worst use of Beskar armor I've seen to date, the most unrealistic way of using Beskar armor, I'm just going to spread my eagle wings out and attempt to block and deflect Every shot, don't hit me in the legs, everybody, because that won't do anything. <laughs> Try not to hit me in the shoulders or, or anything between the arms because that is no, there's, you know, he's basically a goalie from the 60s with the amount of armor that he has on, <laughs> and no one can score a goal. And we have sticks from the 2000s. I've got we are a, talking about stormtroopers here, though. I know, but come <laughs> on. Even a blind squirrel like finds a nut every once in a while. You know, the clock is right twice a day. At some times, you know, there should at I love least these, I love these phrases. <laughs> at least some damage. You know, yes. like he's he's taken all these shots. By the way, Fennec is just. I'm just. I guess I'm going to sit behind here. At, maybe he gets hit and he goes down the one knee. And then, bloop, 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 Boba comes out. Give, like, Mando's going to get hurt. Mando needs to get hurt, and they drop the ball there. She should have, you know, just to add on to it. He gets hit in the shoulder. He loses his ship. Grogu gets kidnapped. The triple tragedy in Mando's life right now. That's what we really needed. You know, the and worst we, day, yeah, aside the, from when his parents were killed. That's right, the worst, the, literally the worst day. <laughs> and then my last one. It grew on me on my fourth watching, but the first time, because i got to go through my first time gripes, I did not enjoy Moff Gideon's giddy personality. It disturbed me. I don't like him as a happy person. He needs to be mean always, and I don't like him talking to the baby as if he's a child, even though I know he's a child, but he's he's a he's a big boy now, and he's he's been communicating. But I don't like the oh no no no. I hate it, hated it. Still don't like it. I didn't mind it. <laughs> that was one of mine. Actually, we can even just move on to the next segment because you guys just hit all three of my. Yes, lists. <laughs> we did it. We did it. I'm um, so sorry. Smiling moth for sure. Yeah. You know, Mando trying three times. I'm like, come on, man. Like, Get I like the, the third time we like really brace is like, oh, if I brace myself, it's going to work this time. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And then RIP Crest. So yeah, RIP Crest. So no, may maybe <laughs> Damien, maybe you can answer this question from Mike Cassini who had, uh, he says, my one miss slash thought slash question. So we now know that Django was a Mandalorian, the most feared and skillful warriors in the galaxy. We also know that the trooper army are all clones slash copies of Django. So here's the question. How come the troopers suck at shooting? If they are clones slash replicants of a skilled Mandalorian, wouldn't they be an unstoppable empire? 
Well, I feel like this is going to lead into maybe they might even be hinting at. Um, well, I mean, stormtroopers in the original trilogy were also god awful at shooting. So I don't know where where they stopped using clones and started maybe using recruits. And obviously, we know in the new trilogy they had like the whole stormtrooper program where they would just abduct kids from wherever and uh, train them to become troopers versus clones. So I don't know if. I don't know what that is, like where they stopped using clones and started using non-clones, but uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I'll or punch maybe, that in the Google machine and see if I can find something. Maybe it's like they started making clones of clones, and if you've ever seen Multiplicity with Michael mm. Keaton, when you make a copy of a copy, it's not as good as the original copy. Totally. Uh, you know what? You could say, and there's actually people have done this, um, People have 3D printed parts for a 3D printer and created a 3D printer from the 3D printed parts. And each copy of the 3D printed parts as they build it gets a little bit more inaccurate as it goes down the line. So, but I also, I think I, they stopped the cloning program and started recruiting people. So they are not exactly clones of a Mandalorian blood. They are just normies, normies as they Say so. Thanks, Mike, for passing that along. And that ends our lows. So let's go ahead and move us into what we noticed. We may have covered it already. It might just be a quick one-off. Uh, I've got you know Mando in the beginning being super sentimental. Sentimental sounding like this. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds creepy when you it sounds yes, disturbing it when you play it on a loop. That's right. When he says Grogu and he goes Grr, and then he goes <laughs> like a like a dad, a dad in white sneakers talking to oh, his son at, at soccer practice with his pride. shirt tucked into his jeans. And he goes like this. <laughs> Everything about that's great. Um the title that uh, we talked about the title drop <laughs> after a really cute opening. We knew something was oh. going down. Really something going down. Uh, the Stonehenge of Star Wars. The Stonehenge. That's going to be the Temple on Tython, which also is very reminiscent to Southern California, apparently, from what I heard on, hmm. uh, on the Scarif uh, Scuttlebutt podcast today when I was listening to it. And then the, before I uh, move it to the next person, I've got two connections. Connection one. I don't know if you noticed it. I noticed it only after the fact, not during. After seeing a thread and then getting into another thread and then doing a Google search going, is this, seri is this a serious thing? And the connection is blue butterflies. I have that same thing written down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I don't understand the connection. I don't care if it is connected. Let me start that off with. Uh, but it's connected to apparently Ben Solo in a random Kay. YouTube kids video. I I watched it so you don't have to. They're like if they want to make this connection, if Filoni and uh, Favreau want to make this connection, just don't, don't, don't at all. Did did you happen to watch the Star Wars rollouts? I did. There's no spoken words. There's no. just BB-8 characters that grunt and yes. like jump. Yes, they're like two minutes long, maybe less, maybe fewer. And it was just like 
you know, Ben Solo, oh. Ben Solo is an, an asshole kid who's getting in the way of <laughs> Chewie and Han, basically. And then they they're going to collect these crystal butterflies. I think they were crystal butterflies. Yeah. And they they end up getting captured somehow, and now Ben has to free them or whatever, and he befriends the blue butterfly. Now, the Raylos were going nutso on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I have nothing against Raylo, but I have nothing. I, I don't know why Raylo was even a, a a point, because it's only a connection to Ben Solo. Maybe by a stretch, a long imagination. The only way that this would have been truly noteworthy is if at the end of Rise of Skywalker on the sands of Tatooine, there was a blue butterfly. Ooh, that's the only way. That would make me care about these blue butterflies, and I will let that rest for now. Hmm. I also read there was—I I don't know what comic it is—but the blue butter butterflies had a connection to Vader as well when he is in a meditative state. I forget what the comic was because everybody was mostly writing about that Ben Solo hmm. connection, but there. I forget what comic it was with Vader and he's in a meditative state, much like Grogu and Vader is on like a sinking ship and he sees these blue butterflies, which are um, his only form of serenity and peace Mm. in his meditative state. And it lets him know that he's not in this sinking ship. Hmm. Okay. Well, could, okay. Okay. Whew. Okay. Looked it up. I've read this. I remember this arc of meditative stuff. And I'm looking at the picture and I'm seeing the blue butterflies. And now this makes more of a connection than the Ben Solo stuff. Agreed. IMO. Uh, also, in the meditative state, his body, his physical body is black and red, and his metaphysical body is there, so he has hands and arms and legs. So it's, pr- it's a pretty cool image. Uh, it's Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, number eight. And it's a, a thank you for noticing that, because I did not notice it, and now I'm, now I'm a little bit more excited for the blue butterflies. Now I'm in. You, you just, I was out. I was out of bounds. And you tagged me in. Now I'm back in on the blue butterflies. That's great. Um, I love that. If that's a true connection, now I think it's a true connection because it's more Vader than, than Solo. Solo or, uh, yeah, Ben's always trying to live up to Vader. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm in for that. Um, anybody play Fallen Order? Fallen Order? Anybody yes. play Fallen Order? So did the, the Seeing Stone give you Fallen Order vibes? Like it gave me Fallen Order vibes? Like did Grogu save his progress before moving on to the next battle? <laughs> yeah it was definitely a saving point for sure i yeah um i totally got that i was laughing because i remember when i first started the game i'm like oh crap i gotta save my progress like where's one of these stones and then I'd, I'd be running around and find it but yeah, yeah for so, sure so mike the, the the so there's a meditative symbol i know you were thinking about getting fallen order and when you save your progress, you regenerate your health, you regenerate your force points, and every single enemy respawns. So what you just did 
is out. It's it's done. So as you progress through the game, you have to make decisions on whether or not you're ready to save and start over or you want to continue on in the current state. It is the most brutal of games when you play it on hard because you just defeated this giant creature and if they get low health and you're like I've got a little like there's now there's many save points throughout the yeah yeah of course of course uh the world (laughs) it's really a platformer I mean if you played it it's it's almost a a straight track platformer sometimes I missed my uh stadia um Black Friday deal. Shame, and I shame. didn't buy it. Shame, shame. But uh, yeah, that the seeing stone, the the symbols around the seeing stone is very symbolic to the Jedi Fallen Order meditative state that apparently is on every planet that you visit, which is nice. Nice for Cal. Nice for Cal. Uh, Dames, what'd you notice? So that was a big one for me too. Um, but the big noticement for me, uh, I, well, small noticement, Indiana Jones reference mm-hmm. with the rolling boulder that was super cool um but yeah the uh the fact that and now that we're talking about the butterflies and everything else and vader mm-hmm. the vader tie-in uh, just the fact that like grogu was force choking stormtroopers hurling them not like i get it's out of defense and that you know 50 years old for his species is young but um now that we have that blue butterfly tie-in with vader and the force choke, it kind of makes that make more sense and um, almost makes me wonder if he chose the dark path. Yeah, I, I like the theory. I, I have a very different viewpoint of the force. I don't see it as dark versus light. I see it as choice. Uh, I do see it as more of a survival thing. Uh, he apparently, I'm thinking, I mean, maybe it's Vader. The ghost of Vader that called out to him, you know, awesome. maybe it's the ghost of Palpatine that called. I don't know, but you obviously right. have to be taught how to do certain powers, and they they're passed on. Count Dooku, Force Lightning, learned it from Palpies, right, uh, and before him, uh, and whatever. Um, you know, there's it's 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 been said that you know it, you can learn these powers, says our friend Senator Palpatine but not from a Jedi because it's just a belief, right? The power is available, but it needs to be taught. So maybe, maybe at nighttime when, when Mando's sleeping, Grogu's communicating with people. Obviously he can, he can communicate with Ahsoka, right? Leia can communicate with Luke across the stars. Ray can communicate with Ben across the stars. It's well-established. He could be getting whispers now that he's reconnected himself with the force. We'll find out. But I like it. I like the connection. It's cool. For sure. Yep. What else? Um, trying to think. Oh, so Razor Crest, Dunzo. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he did recoup his best car, Spear, but he also found the knob from the uh, Shifter. So I thought that was kind of nice. That was just like a very, like, where. <laughs> he's as low as he can get and then he just gets this little constant reminder of Grogu and he you know I I think that's just going to be his motivation I think Grogu will get that back but that was just a very little thing because uh, the knob has been a constant from season one to season two um, and especially at the top of this chapter and then he finds that 
out of everything else that he could possibly find. Not his Nerf blaster, um, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> um, but he found that, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. And he held on to it, obviously. So uh, I think that's just a little thing they threw in there to maybe give the fans some hope that hey, they're gonna they're gonna get back together, or you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But um, the knobs, just like one of those little things they throw in there that I think is really cool. Yeah. So was it made of Beskar since it survived that blast? <laughs> I mean, there was other there were other parts that were there, right? And obviously, right. they're doing that just for showy, showy. I'm surprised they didn't make your gripes. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that knob would have been top of the gripe list. Like, there's no way <laughs> that knob would have been in there. See, no, <laughs> I I don't mind it for the sentimental value, yeah. but it just, I had the question like, was it made out of Beskar? That's a good, that's a good it question. Wouldn't have survived. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, it doesn't it's got see, a sheen to it. Yeah, it seems to be intact, uh, and maybe that's what attracted the the Grogu to it. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike, let's let's pass it to you. And we'll come back to you, Damien. So, a bunch of cool little uh, little noticements. The stun blaster, loved it. Mm. Um, I love that they gave the mortar troopers terrible aim with the mortars. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to aim when you don't when you're shooting up. I know. So. Give them something a little easier to aim, not a mortar. Uh, the evolution of Dank Ferric. I am enjoying the evolution of Dank Ferric okay. because, like, it's like the f bomb. You could use it as an adjective. You could <laughs> use it in excitement. Now you could use it to, you know, show your disgust in something. So I'm enjoying the evolution of Dank Ferric. <laughs> uh, the jetpack. Now, he takes it off. Oh. He puts it down. Mm. Did. I mean, it wasn't near the ship. No. So when he's like looking at that one thing, went, I don't know what it was, some sort of knobby thing. Um, that's not the jetpack. Did he. Did Mando literally just forget the jetpack? On Titan, Titan. That might be a story editing issue. Um, yeah. Although we didn't, he didn't have it on Navarro. No. Well, he doesn't have it in Navarro. I'm gonna assume it's on Slave One. I know what he did with it. <gasps> he left it for Mace Windu. Oh! <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Hey, what's up, guys? I'm here." Oh wait, no one's here. Shh. Oh wait, I gotta ride out. I'm good. I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good. It's a great noticement. I think it's an editing snafu, along with yeah. the helicopter in the background. If you saw that, I um, saw that. <laughs> and uh, another editing shupa. Uh I don't know the answer to it, and I've got questions about it, like you do. Like I hope he still has it. Like you can't lose everything. I like how uh, Boba's required him. Don't put the gun down. Remove the jet pack. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, he was probably just looking out for Mando based off of his jetpack and Return of the he Jedi. Knew. You know, yeah, he knew he had his he had the gaffy <laughs> stick, so he knew he could just hit him in the back. No big deal. And then two two little Iron Man homages. Ooh, uh, the rocket hitting the um the two ship yeah. the ship yeah. and one crash yep. into the other, and the dark troopers. They look exactly like Iron Man. I got major Iron Man vibes from there. the Dark Troopers. Definitely. Iron Legion for sure. Definitely yeah. like Iron Man 3 where he just has like an army. Yeah. Just like, okay, go ahead, do your job. You're good. 
And like even the way they landed at the seeing stone with the hands down and stuff like hands that. Hands down yeah. and yeah. Feet, yeah. That's a good connection there. Uh, for dark troopers, are they made of Beskar armor? That was something I had a question about too. I thought the same exact thing. They have there, to be, right? There's not that many. So that would make me think, okay, Beskar is rare. It's hard to find. Uh, and if that's the case, then holy crap, how are you going to beat these guys? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I noticed that Damien will be spending some money on the Yellow Trooper and Samurai Hot Toys Boba Fett. Yes. Coming, down, is, coming down the that's line. That's a for sure ski right there. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a ton of lens flare in this particular episode, uh, which was cool because it gave you some perspective of like, Fennec put herself in a position where stormtroopers had to look into the sun, which I enjoyed as a strategic point. Um, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but I would say if I'm a sharpshooter, I'd want the sun behind me so I could see people down below, and then all they're seeing is sun. So that was pretty cool, and the camera really reflected that, which is nice. Uh, we took you, Mike, you mentioned the Fennec jump shot that is up B and trigger. You got to make sure you hit that in good succession. Um, Boba, upon finishing his little uh, expert Mortal Kombat finishing move, flips his pistol back into his holster, very Django Fett-like, which was really cool to see. And I only noticed it when someone put it side by side uh, in, in Twitter. Again, no sources here, all fun. Uh, no one gets paid for this, just to let everybody know. So that was cool. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Huh? Uh, oh, my check was in the mail. Yeah. Spinning the Slave <laughs> 1 spinning into atmosphere like yes. it was from Attack of the Clones, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I've got two more. Flicking the badge like it was a classic Western. Flink! That, that, nice little, <laughs> that nice little sounder. And then just a, a late addition... Because I was, I was pulling audio, and Grogu, again, this is what saved that scene for me, the Moff Gideon, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Grogu attempts to get that saber from him in a weakened state using the Force. And I really like that. I thought he was just being like a goofy, tired child, and no, no, he tried to use the Force at that time, and I thought that was pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool. All right, dames, back to you. Any any fin final noticements? We're in the so, final um, round of noticements now. Yeah, and this kind of goes back to the jetpack talk too, but it seems like um, one constant theme throughout this entire second season is I don't take off my helmet, I don't take off my helmet. Then we see like Boba not wearing his helmet, but we're seeing Mando getting stripped like chapter by chapter of something that's near and dear to him. Mm. So, obviously, the child, uh, Grogu. Obviously, the Razor Crest. Um, maybe he did lose his jetpack in this episode. So, it just seems like he's losing more and more, and I think eventually we might get to some kind of point where the helmet's part of that. Ooh. Kind of a prediction, but maybe. just a noticement that he's been losing bit by bit something that's very important to him. Hmm. So, I don't know if that's going to continue, but... Okay. Um, Bold. Yeah, it seems like every chapter he's losing something. Lava. I mean, this chapter he lost a ton, <laughs> more than some of the others. Hot lava take <laughs> coming at you right now. 
<laughs> in front of people, Mando removes his helmet to protect the child. Puts helmet onto child to protect him from nasty thing. Or uses his armor as decoy on someone else to Ooh. rescue the child. And then he pops out around the corner and does this. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like proceeds to snap a stormtrooper's neck like, Interesting. with his bare hands. Very <laughs> He's going to lose the armor. Now, I'm, I'm convinced he'll be losing his helmet by season three for sure. I, I feel like it has to go that way, yeah, but we'll sure. see. For sure. Okay, great. Good, good, good on your noticements, Damien. Any, any finals? No, that was it. I mean, I have one, but it, it ties into my uh, line of lines. Dialogue, great, so. great, great. Michael, noticements? Not finals? really a noticement, more of a question, mm -hmm. and I'm sure we're going to find this out in the uh, Boba Fett spinoff series. I want to know why he didn't just get the armor from Cobb Vanth himself. Very interesting. Good question. Yes. I, I had the same question. Like, let's skip all the theatrics, although I enjoyed them. And go go to him, you know, like what's going on? Unless, you know, cop. I mean, cop Vance no pushover. He has a town behind him. Uh, he's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, he's got slave one, but I don't. I don't know. I would imagine he would be able to get that from him, or maybe he knew that Cobb was using the armor for good. You know, he appears. He appears to keep his word on things right he you know that he apparently has a lot of respect for what people are doing you know he's holding his word for keeping the child safe they could have just bounced but they're not so maybe there's some something to that something to that which i don't know that's a good question though great question uh mike cassini he says you know just some things he knows moff gideon teasing grogu with the dark saber teasing him uh, you'll, you're liable to poke your eye out, as Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy puts it to his eye. That's what, that's what I thought about. Uh, Grogu using the Force on the troopers, pretty interesting, holding them in place, smashing them together. They seem to be really unaffected, though, because but they were very nice, they were very ragdoll-like. And where do you think they got cuffs that small? Like this, <laughs> the 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 handcuff store? Like, what's going on here? I mean, I'm certain that they've apprehended a child, not the child, but a <laughs> child. So you just, you know, have cuffs in all sizes all right. for all shapes. That's disturbing, though, if you think about it. If they have child cuffs at the ready, what does that say about the Empire? They're not great people. No, not great people. <laughs> <laughs> they don't donate to charity very often, that's for sure. Confirmed. Maybe a precursor to the First Order and how they obtained new Stormtroopers recruits? <laughs> yes! Yeah, anytime you can connect it to sequel trilogy for me, dames, it's, it's going to throw the battle <laughs> alarm off. What if that's the... Well, technically, let's think about... Hold on. I need a, I need a rewinder. Okay. Finn is about 24. Four? In Force Awakens. Right. 22. Okay. Something like that. In his 20s, we'll say. This takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Force Awakens takes place 20 years after Return of the Jedi. Ipso facto, they are already recruiting children. 
They have. Yeah, so you got baby Finn, baby Poe, yeah. baby Ben yeah. at this point. Yeah. Baby yeah. everybody. Yeah, baby because everybody. Uh, uh, Leia and Han Solo did the did the thing on the uh, after the Battle of Endor. And so did Poe. Well, put in for adoption? Po, correct. Poe Dameron's okay. parents. Called the storks? Also, yes. They actually called the baby corps and requested <laughs> a baby. <laughs> Not the boss baby, though. Uh, this is very curious. Continuing to connect to the sequel trilogy, which I enjoy very much like. Uh, but that brings us to our lines. Our lines of dialogue. And I'm going to allow... I'm going to allow the, 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 the gentleman in the room to take the lines. We'll start with Damien. We'll go to Mike. We'll go to me. Dames, we took a lot away from you today. This is why I'm giving you the lines. <laughs> Sweet. So what do you got for us? No. I, I um, So this was kind of a noticement, but also uh, just a very like good callback to two characters in Star Wars. So uh, I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy like my father before me, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. half Django, half Luke. Yep. Um, very cool line. Love the way he delivered it. And it, it just showed like Boba's been through some stuff. He's just like warm. He's exhausted. Um, but I really like that connection to half of what Django said and then half of what Luke said. So that was uh, that was my big line of dialogue that stuck out. I love it. I love it. Mr. Mike. See, I stayed away from anything Boba Fett said just because everything he said was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's two things that I really loved from Mando, and one was in the opening sequence where he's, you know, giving his little spiel to Grogu and, you know, sending him away to college. But he calls Ahsoka <laughs> that nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> Mando's got manners, that's for sure. And oh the other, the other one that really made me laugh was his general confusion at the Seeing Stone. <laughs> He's like, "Does this look Jedi? <laughs> Maybe there's a lever around here somewhere." It must have some sort of control. It's a rock, Mandalorian. There's nothing <laughs> there. What are you talking about? Do you see anything, or are they supposed to see you? <laughs> the general confusion at the seeing stone. Don't laugh at it. <laughs> Just look at it. Oh, that's great. I love it. That's great. Um, I did not stay away from Boba, so I will pick this line, and it's Fate sometimes steps in to save the wretched. Love it. Mm-hmm. Both Fennec and him, of course, but mostly him. Fate oh, yeah. sometimes steps in to save the wretched. Just speaks to the, you know, he just had a bad rap in Return of the Jedi. Could have had a bigger role in Return of the Jedi, but just didn't. And then, and then like the fans took over. That's it. You know, that's what I understand is like, we're not going to allow this guy to die. You know, the fans took over, and the fans got exactly what they needed. We talked about enough of it, but we stepped in to save the wretched. It's good stuff there, for sure. Oh, we're at that time. It's one-sentence summary time. We've got a, we've got a little <laughs> bit of a long, longer one. We've gotten some submissions. I put out a little, uh, little, little Twitter, Instagram, slash, hey, give us your one-sentence summary of 
the tragedy. So we'll start off with uh, a few, and then we'll get to ours. Mike Cassini says, Our, my one-sentence summary is this. Will the real Mandalorian please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, WSTR, <laughs> Galactic Public Access, chiming in. They just had their 200th episode. They live-streamed it on the YouTube. They, uh, nice. They had a really great time, all five of them on the show. That's chaos in its, in its own world. So WSTR, these, they say, dad pants rule, stormtroopers don't like rocks, and dark troopers are dope. <laughs> I'd Agree argue that points. that was three sentences, but that's fine. That's what I was going to say. If you throw in semicolons, we're going to read it. That's fine. Follow the rules next time, WSTR. <laughs> okay. Or make run-ons. Yeah, Come on. Right. Yeah. Just, just don't put in any conjunctions. Um. Scarif podcast, Rowan Brad. Based on our scuttle cheek reviews, our one sentence review is Holy Schnikey, that was awesome. We have spoken. <laughs> Hashtag Red Five Family. <laughs> Which is good stuff. All right. <clears throat> I attempted. I got a lot of good feedback on the songs, by the way, last episode. Really enjoyed the songs. And I don't anticipate any songs this this time around. So I tried to switch my IMDb reviews up, and I tried to go clever. It may fall flat on its face, but we're going to give it a go. This episode goes to the ice cream parlor to find Boba's return as mint chocolate chip, Mando as Mr. Softy, the Razor Crest as melted vanilla, and Grogu as Rocky Road. <laughs> I like the rocky road. Just a little, just a little ice cream jokes for everybody. Who doesn't love ice cream? I'm just saying. I really struggled writing that, but the only reason why I wrote it that way is because of the Mister Softy line. So I wrote the sentence around Mando being Mister Softy, based on his opening in the love show. Love it. Enjoy it, Mister Mike. Of of the Teo. This is Teo from South Philly. Yep. Your one sentence summary. Mando's careless ways finally come back to bite him in the ass as he loses a child, Mandalorian armor, a jetpack, and a ship, and now has to do his best Liam Neeson impression. Yes. I love it. It's, it's awesome. I will find you, <laughs> and I will kill you. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. Who's Marco from Chaproya? Yeah, <laughs> right. <Good luck. laughs> Good luck. Oh, my God. All we needed was, like, a calm link. Like, like, like Hunger Games. Like, and it comes down, and it's just Moff, like, don't bother following. Doom, do doom, do doom. I will find you, and I will kill you. Damien, <laughs> to you. All right, let's see what we got here. So you could say Fett has been overindulging on Womp Rats, but this is what the ideal Boba Bot looks like. <laughs> And that's it. I'm so upset. That's the sentence. Not at that sentence. But I'm so upset that people were getting on him on Twitter Dude, about it. Like, get a life. Get a, you see, it, 25 years later, he's been sucking down Sarlacc acid for who knows how long. <laughs> like, give him a break. It's also 2020. Stop body shaming. Yeah. Aren't we stop, past this? Stop body shaming. Disney's pushing the, uh, the dad bod agenda, though, between Thor and now we got Boba. Yeah. And then we'll see Thor probably ripped again in the next movie, Definitely. either Guardians or um, Love and Thunder. Yeah. And then sure. once uh, once Boba gets his series, then 
he's going to be jacked as all hell. No, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I kind of now want some sort of random Disney spinoff where Moana's dad and Mulan meet. I I don't know why because they're <laughs> cruising the galaxy together. I just need them to like have some sort of little animated series where they just look at each other and nod. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Do you think they do you think they had a moment in Wreck It Ralph? Uh, Wreck It uh, Ralph breaks the internet. They could have. <laughs> they could have in the Disney in the Disney world. You never know. That's funny. Okay, well. Didn't really describe the episode, but you know. No, it's I'm fine. just here for Boba. Just like I'm, I'm here for. Hey, Boba. here I am. So happy for. I'm Boba gonna whoop right some ass, and here we go. I showed I showed the gents. I'll be posting this on Instagram, but I, I picked up the 20th anniversary Slave One Lego, mm-hmm. and I acquired. I was quested to acquire this <laughs> Lego from a friend who said that they didn't want it anymore, and I said, "Of course, I'll take your Star Wars Lego." And it just so happens to be. Uh, what would be version one of the slave one back in the year, back in the year 2020. In the year 2000. I have a 20 year old Lego in box unbuilt with the original packaging. I'm super excited about it. Take, take a look at the Instagram and check that out. Coming soon to a feed near you. You just reminded me, by the way, so since you've been quested to put together the original Slave One, um, they, I don't know if it's Favreau or Filoni, they've gone to, to the thesaurus to think of different words for quested, <laughs> because in uh, the Jedi, he says, I've been tasked. Mm. And in oh, what, he says something, um, in this episode, he's like, I'm supposed to bring you to somebody. Yeah, yeah. So they, good job going to the thesaurus, guys. Nice job. <laughs> nice job. It's a, it's a dinosaur that knows a lot of words. A thesaurus. Get it. Love it. We've got our predictions for... Hey, listen, we're coming down to the final two episodes. I'm sad. we got the final two episodes coming in Friday. This, By the way, we're recording on 12-8. Didn't mention that at the beginning. We're bad at this podcasting thing. And we've only got a few days till chapter 15. Yes. And uh, prediction-wise, let's see what's our what's our current status of our characters. We've got a couple people in Navarro. We've got a spring. May- we didn't ne- even mention Mayfield. What a disgrace! That's how crazy Boba Fett was. That Mayfield is one of the main plot points in this episode. They're going to spring Mayfield. Super excited about Bill Burr being back. Bill Burr being back. Give it to me, alliteration. Bill Burr <laughs> being back <laughs> with Boba, and uh, <laughs> he's the bomb. And we're going to have this team. And it's not the team that I don't think we were expecting so far. Like, we sort of assumed that they were going to follow the same trope. Uh, Cobb Vanth, we're going to recruit him. Ahsoka, we're going to recruit her. I hope to God they do not do that. They have their team. They've established the team. I think Kara will join them. Maybe. That Mm -hmm. whole Marshall thing is really throwing me for a loop right now. Like, I've got rules to follow. I don't think Reef's in on this, to be honest with you. I think he's he'd be out on this type of uh, basically infiltration at this point because they got to go up and get him because there's no way, that, you know, if they were smart, they it, it, the the child was already stolen from a stationary place. They're gonna keep this this kid on the move and a mobile, you know, center where they have to be chased 
I think the space chase is happening. And I think uh, we're going to get some some sort of infiltration. You know, uh, Slave One has, has, is known as a sneaky ship. It, it hides in asteroids. All right? It can track ships. It's, it's an expert at doing that. I think we're going to get something like that. I think the cockpit can only fit two people, so I don't know who rides in the back. Uh, I, it might be Mando. It looks like Fennec and Boba. They've called shotgun, double shotgun. Uh, I don't know. You know, this is this is one. This one's a tough one to predict. I mean, do we have an Ezra sighting? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I've got. I've got. Not it's, this one's. This one's tough for me to kind of uh, pin down, just because I was right. So I can't even. Can't even think about what's going to happen next. Uh, they're going to take blood. Is Grogu going to get stronger? Is he going to evolve like a Pokemon? I don't know. Does he reach a certain level and like he just gets bigger out of nowhere? Who knows? Who knows? Mike, what do you got? What, what's, what's, what do you think is going to happen here? So uh, what I really want, but it won't happen, is I want like a Muppets montage of getting the gang together. <laughs> where like, it's just... We built this city! Exactly. <laughs> Like moving right along is on in the background and you know they go back to Tatooine and get Cobb they go they well they're on Navarro so they're going to get Kara they're going to get um Grief they go find the Night Owls they go get that chick from Sorgan and then it's just uh, and they get Mayfield and then it's just all of them in the cockpit of Slave 1 that is what I want we travel by map. Exactly. <laughs> in like a tiny Volkswagen or something. Uh, and then Windu shows up and Mando's shit. like, I'm here to talk about the Mando initiative. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I actually think uh, is going to come into play is the night owls that okay. still have that cruiser. Ooh, good point. Nice. I think that's it. I think that's how they get close to. Um, that's how they get close to Moff because they're still in that. Nothing, and with the Imperial cruiser, or yeah. The, and she, that, they, yeah. dark saber. They're, that's a convergence. We're gonna have a convergence. Yeah. That's a great point. Yes, I forgot. I, I, forgot I think about that. that is how they're gonna get close to Moff. I still think they're gonna. There's gonna be an awesome battle between the Beskar steel spear and the dark saber. I do think that uh, Bo's going to get that Darksaber back. And I still think Grief, if he comes back, he's going to be Dunzo. Dunzo. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I don't, I don't yeah. really... like. I see Boba and Fennec. I don't see them playing as big of a role as I do the Night Owls. Because yeah. they like Boba and Fennec don't have any beef with Moff like the Night Owls do. Yeah. So so we're going to probably now I'll revise my prediction based off of your new information before we get to Damien and just say that this will be the last episode that Boba Fett and Fennec are in. That's what I'll go with. I, yeah. And they're just gonna I think it's just gonna be like getting Mando to where he needs to go, not essentially like storming the ship. Yeah. Or they have child in hand and they literally go, 
we have delivered him to you, and we add a 5,000. Peace. Something like that. I don't know, but I don't think they'll be in the finale. Mm-mm. Interesting. All right, Dames, what you got? So, yeah, I, I think we're definitely going to get some kind of, like, uh, Suicide Squad group together. Um, just, like, ragtag bunch of guys. Like, some good, some bad, just from all walks of life, for sure. Um, I do agree that I think Boba served his purpose in this season so far. And I think he, like you guys said, they'll get Mando where he needs to go. And then that's kind of it until we see them in their own series. Um so yeah, I think those, you know, I kind of agree with everything you guys were saying on that one. Uh, I do think, you know, just little predictions. Mando, I think, to infiltrate wherever they're going to, you know, Moff's ship and stuff like that, he's going to lose the helmet. I think it's just inevitable, and I think that's going to be something going forward in the third season because um, he keeps building towards it. He keeps losing pieces of himself to kind of almost discover who he really is. He's stuck in this old way, these old beliefs. So I think that's kind of building towards this season finale when he realizes, okay, if I want to save the child, I have to take this helmet off because if I keep it on, they're going to know who I am. So um, that doesn't mean he might not put a Stormtrooper helmet on or something else, but I do think that's going to be, you know, kind of building towards that. But um, that was a really good point about the ship that yeah. um, Bo's on and everything because, holy crap, that's... I completely forgot about that, and they that's their in. Yeah, it's a semi-equalizer. So a couple calls. For sure. Yeah. They got to put out put out the smoke signals. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I and think, then yeah. Last – oh, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Last prediction. So I know that we talked about Mace being mm-hmm. the last Jedi that – or the Jedi that um, Grogu had reached out to, but I started thinking about it more, and what if we got Ezra? Yeah. Instead of yeah. Mace, which yeah. I'd love to see either or, but we already had the name drop of Thrawn, mm-hmm. who was last seen, I believe, with Ezra. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I feel like that that's more plausible, and um, that could be the one that Grogu reached out to. Yeah, 100%. Love who it. Would play him? I don't know. Let the speculation begin, but we'll figure it out. Um, Mario Lopez. <laughs> that was already playing Colonel Sanders. He's busy. Dev I don't know. know. I don't know. That's Ooh, a, these are good wait. ones. Wait. Oh, yeah. Dev would be pretty good. Yeah. I could see Dev Patel. Maybe a little too old. Hmm. He uh, would be... Uh, yeah, he'd be in his mid-20s. Mid-20s. I think so. If I remember, he was like 16, 15 or something like that. <laughs> Nine years later. Okay. Hey, you've heard it. You've heard the predictions. You've heard our one-sentence summaries. Uh, I think we're running long on this episode. Uh, I, I, we might not. We might not be. We had a little. We had a little stoppage in the middle of it. Everything so is so much good. to unpack, though. So much to unpack in a 28-minute ep- episode. It's amazing. <laughs> These episodes are amazing, and I'm sad that they are coming down to a close. But I'm I'm Sean. That's Mike. That's Damien. You can follow us on the Instagrams at the MRC Tech at MJ Mateo. Two T's, thirteen, Dupree seven two one. We're nice people. We're not creeps. We're kind of down the earth. We like to have fun. We have spoken. Chapter fourteen, the tragedy. And as we uh, go out in this episode, and after the "May the Force Be With You" part, I will have a finishing sounder for you to enjoy 
as we rock ourselves to sleep in the shower with it on, thinking about the tragedy and how it has befell us. And as they say in a galaxy far, far away, everybody, may the Force be with you. You've gotten very good with that. But it makes you oh so sleepy. Have you ever seen one of these? From years past. You're not ready to play with such things. Libel put an eye out for one of these. Looks like you could use a nice, long sleep. Put it in shackles. When we come out of hyperspace, send an encrypted message to Dr. Pershing. Let him know we have got our donor. Yes, sir. Star Wars by MRC Tech, created by Sean, found on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, can be streamed from mrctechllc.com. Follow Sean and MRC Tech on all the socials. Search out MRC Tech and you will surely find them. Catch all the exciting Star Wars action in a podcast form. But don't forget, MRC Tech also streams content like games and Lego builds and is also a tech specialist. Reach out if you ever need help. Music provided by Incompetech, the Baltic House Orchestra, Pandemics, and ChillHop.com. Copyrighted 2020. Cheers, and may the force be with you.